0: More of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. It is Friday, October 26, 2018. Cold, rainy day here in North Georgia. So I'm not going to have a whole lot here. This is going to be actually an interview that uh, a guy named Sean Bailey, who's the, uh, I guess, the president or executive uh, CEO of HorsesMouth.com, did with me probably about a month and a half or so ago. I think it was back the middle, the beginning of the middle of August. Um, Yeah, maybe the middle of August. Anyway, Sean uh, and HorsesMouth.com have been an incredible, incredible influence to me. Uh, so just think about this. If you're in the investment world and John Bogle comes to you and says he wants to interview you about your thoughts on investing. I mean, just, you know, that that would be obviously horse's mouth isn't in the same league as John Bogle. For, but for me as a financial planner, um, <laughs> to have found my way uh, to be a religious reader of the horsesmouth.com stuff and to find them to uh, contact me to interview me. Uh, It just boggles the mind, frankly. It's amazing. This world of uh, technology, of just openness that we're here, it just, it's incredible. And I know it's easy to get down in the dumps, you know, Trump or Obama or just all the stuff that's in the mail, the news that just makes you want to jump off a bridge. It's easy to forget just how good we have it. When I started in this business in 1998, uh I remember let's see I don't think Vanguard even had a website at that point maybe they did but it wasn't much and I remember in like 1996 to get on the USAA website if I recall right you had to go through AOL um maybe it was in 1997 98 I can't remember but anyway so with Vanguard I started doing some tech support towards the end of my you know short time there and And it was just basic stuff. I don't even know if you could trade on there at that point. I can't I don't think he could. I think Vanguard even offered a brokerage service. But anyway, that's how just how insane has come now. How do I put these two and two together? Because I came across horse's mouth and that it was an internet. by then, you know Netscape had taken off, and so we had i e Internet Explorer. Everything had kind of taken off at that point. you may or may not remember that uh, Microsoft was sued. Uh, because Internet Explorer, they said, was monopolizing the uh, the browser world, and so Netscape and any other iteration of browsers could not get there. They, they just could not get out there. So Internet Explorer was essentially the mon- monopoly. Uh, and then the you know, FTC, I think, won, and so Microsoft had to do a couple tricks and allow for more competition. And it wasn't, but if, it was by then the, the ship already sailed. I mean, there's too many other browsers at that point. Google coming out with the Chrome. Anyway, long story short, so here comes this guy in uh, rural Virginia, Shenandoah Valley, uh, reading HorsesMouth.com and just uh, just gobbling up the info because they had info that no one else was doing back then, uh, in terms of various financial planning. It's still mostly investment focused, but then they came, then they started offering this thing called a uh, savvy Social Security planning by this lady named Elaine Floyd, and uh, that, I think I think that started in two thousand seven. I think is what she said. Um, and again, here I am just some schmuck and, you know, nothing, nothing fancy, but I am a student of the business. I do like financial planning. I do like the, the academics behind it. But back then the academics were were still kind of all focused on investing. We had the 4% rule, which everyone seemed to default to. Um, and you know, that's fine, but, uh, the, 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 no one knew about taxation of social security benefits. Certainly no one knew about provisional income. Frank, I still don't think very many people do. Uh, no one knew, uh, just basic estate planning and, and how I say it. Cause I didn't. And just cause I didn't, doesn't mean the in- industry as itself didn't. But I mean, I'm telling you, uh, I am I'm a, I'm a voracious, is that the right word reader? And so if I read stuff in the business related to me, uh, I mean, if I don't read stuff of the business related to my line of work, i.e. financial planning, it essentially is not out there. Again, that, that sounds arrogant. But as much as I read, as much as I listen, as much as my ears to the ground on this stuff, uh, the facts are the vast, 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 vast majority of financial planners back then weren't doing anything other than investment management. That's just a fact. Um, and I still say the vast, vast, vast majority, maybe not the vast, 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 vast majority, but still the, the very more people are doing uh investment management, not financial planning, even today. Uh, but anyway, so long story short, you fast forward a few years and I start doing a podcast, start doing YouTube videos, and uh, you know, for free. I mean, none of this stuff costs anything. What you're listening to right here doesn't cost me a dime other than my Chromebook and then this mic I'm speaking into, but. Other than my Chromebook and my internet connection, I don't need this mic because the mic on the Chromebook works just fine. It really does. YouTube doesn't cost me a dime other than my Chromebook and my internet connection. Um, it's it's amazing. And so that led you know Sean and the group over at Horse's Mouth to, I guess, see something and say, hey, what are you doing? Because we see you're doing all these videos. And it looks like you're doing well. And uh, it's just amazing. I mean, I just—it's—it's it's just frankly amazing how much is available to you if you're willing to just whatever it is you enjoy, whatever it is you like, you know more than the vast majority of people in that line of work. I don't know what it is. It might be photovoltaic, like my man Sean up in—I uh, forgot his last name—Sean Mills, up in uh, right outside Nashville. He self-taught himself PV panels and uh, alternative energy. And now he's got a side hustle, essentially, his business, where he helps people implement uh, PV technology, photovoltaic, solar. That's solar turning the solar's, uh, the sun's energy into electricity. That's what photovoltaic is, just as an FYI. Solar thermal is using the sun as a heating source and heating up things, uh, hot water, for instance. But photovoltaic is turning the sun's uh, resources and making it into electricity. Not a very efficient way to do that, I'll tell you, but still, it works. Uh, just not very efficiently. Solar thermal is much, much more efficient. But anyway, so here's a guy, Sean Mills. All right. Now he's just doing his stuff, his thing, his job. Uh, I forgot. I think he's an industrial engineer or something like that. And uh, here's this guy just learning on the side, learning, 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 researching. And now all of a sudden he's kicking butt, taking names on a side hustle. He does you know jobs uh, for clients. And at some point he might go on, do his own thing. And uh, then he set up his own you know, PV slash alternative energy set up in, uh, in Tennessee. And I just, it's, it's amazing. All that was available to him because he got on YouTube and listened to podcasts and learned. And, uh, and he learned so much because he enjoys that and focuses on it that he can turn that into a profitable, a profitable enterprise. I just, whatever it is you want to do. The only thing I say is get your head out of the ESPN, uh, this uh, ESPN. And I, look, I'm not bash on ESPN specifically, but, you know, we have, we waste so much time on sports and so much time on, I don't know. I mean, you might enjoy, it, that's fine, but just getting into the diatribes of various, you know, the quarterbacks or Mississippi State or something like that. Look, nothing wrong with that, but how much time are you wasting on that? And is it really gonna do anything for you in the long run? Um, and look, I like sports too, but maybe refocus a little bit of that energy you're spending on on that. Just something that's productive, learning about photovoltaic, learning about electricity, learning learning about gardening, learning about what it is that you get just an enjoyment out of. And it might be sports. I don't know. But that's really taking that to the next level to becoming more knowledgeable than the vast majority of people out there who don't want to take the time to research it like you. And maybe put that into a, I hate to say a line of work, but a way you can turn around and offer your services to other people in some capacity, be it as YouTube, be it as a podcast, be it as a written word, be it as a book, uh, be it as a consultation. I mean, maybe there's something that you're good at, that you love, that you research all the time, you read. Maybe you're knee deep into uh, knitting and you know how to knit. Maybe you're knee deep into being a master gardener and you know how to grow peach trees, in North Georgia, where most people can't because it does get a little bit chilly here, but you know a way to do it. Maybe you know how to grow dwarf orange trees or something like that. We can bring them in from the outside when it starts getting winter and put them in your basin to avoid the, the you know the fewer times that gets cold, but that can kill your tree. Maybe you know how to do this stuff. Anyway, what does that have to do with horse's mouth? Well, here I am, just some dude, and all of a sudden, horse's mouth, and they don't. You probably don't know what horse's mouth is, but I do. In the fact, they reached out to me to interview me because of what they saw on my YouTube channel. I've only been doing YouTube for, since March of this year, 2018. Uh, it's a wonderful world, man. It is a small world. It is a small and getting smaller world. And uh, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it because it's great. And it's got offers for anyone who's willing to take the time to look at doing something and even if it's outside your current scope of what you're doing, if you like it, you can learn and you can learn more than most other people without a whole lot of commitment. And then you can then you can take that knowledge and use that as a resource to help other people. And sometimes other people might be willing to pay you for that knowledge. So I'm thinking about, all right, so I'll let you listen to this uh, interview. I like it. I thought Sean did a good job. It's weird to have my, uh, using this mic actually uh i'm using a different one now but my mic sounded better than his which is pretty cool because i only got mine for 50 bucks on uh, amazon that was a blue snowball mic uh now i'm just using this uh, blue yeti mic which is a little bit more higher end. still i think 99 bucks or something but uh but it's pretty cool i was actually quite pleased to hear my audio relative to his so As always, don't forget to subscribe. And if you do subscribe to the podcast, do the ratings, whatever it's called, and give me a review, it always helps me. And then go to YouTube, just go to youtube.com slash heritagewealthplanning, subscribe there, and of course, the blog at heritagewealthplanning.com. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.
1: Welcome to Advisor Radio from Horse's Mouth. I'm Sean Bailey, Editor-in-Chief, and today's segment is What's Working Now, where we interview advisors who have offered us some insights into tactics and activities that are helping them succeed. And our guest today is Josh Scanlon, an advisor from Alpharetta, Georgia. And Josh is going to talk to us about how he's hosting a series of popular YouTube videos and a podcast and they're primarily about social security and Medicare. I'm really interested in learning more about that. But before we do that, Josh, welcome and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? How long you've been an advisor, where you started, how you got into it, all that stuff.
0: Right on. Well i d I gotta tell you, the idea I'm talking to Sean Bailey is uh is fascinating. It's just I love it, man. So yeah, I've been yeah. uh see, I got licensed in nineteen ninety eight when I cut my teeth at Vanguard as their uh you know, are just a phone jockey essentially. And it's painful to think how much, uh, you know, they're paying you 18,000 a year out of college and you weren't advising people, but you know, essentially people were asking about the various Vanguard funds and whatnot. And, uh, and just how ignorant I was. And I, I mean, that whole thing, Sean, about these guys at these, uh, you know, low cost places that, you know, I, you know, that we're supposedly competing against. I mean, these are salaried people and, uh, and I'm just telling you, a lot of them just rookies. So it's kind of scary, frankly, but, uh, so I come the bank. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to talk to you on the phone
1: back in 1992. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then uh, I, I went to Schwab. I was on their trading desk uh, for about six months. And uh, my my wife's got in this back in Phoenix, Arizona. My wife's mom got sick. So we moved back to Virginia and right the week we moved back. I had quit and uh, to move back to Virginia. Uh, Schwab went through this massive layoff because that was right when the. Uh, you know, 2000, you know, chaos started, you know, I was before 2001, nah. And I had a bunch of my friends say, man, you quit at the wrong time because we just got severance. And back then, you know, severance was like five thousand bucks. But, you know, that was uh, still a lot of money. I said, Damn. But anyway, uh, so I went into banking for a couple of years. And I tell you, one of the best things that I've ever learned was going into a, being a business banker training at First Citizens Bank, just learning. Uh, the 1040. I mean, I, I tell you, I love it. There's a lady named Rhonda and I forgot her last name, but she taught us the, uh, the 10 how to read 1040 and by far and away, Sean, other than Elaine stuff, Elaine Floyd, that was by far and away the best training I've ever had as a financial advisor was working in banking. I'm telling you right now, i say this till I'm blue in the face. You get a banker, a platform banker, you know, one of those guys that are sitting, the you know, ladies set the platform, you know, a lot of times they're hawking annuities and whatnot, but I, they just know things that the uh, the regular investment advisor does not. There's just no other way around that and I, I am grateful for that experience because that that just opened up a whole new realm for me and uh and anyway, so long story short I went to uh, Smith Barney who's his leg Mason back then uh, trying to build a mm-hmm. business and uh, you know I had about what have about 25 million aUM back in 2007. Um, you know, I have one income, my wife I have four kids, and so we're trying to raise a family off one income. And then, uh, they took you off salary, so I think at the end of 2007, even though I had 25, 20 million or something like that, I only had $32,000 of income, and uh, and that was right when the market started crashing in 2000, late 2007. Mm, yeah. And so, uh, I you know, you can see the writing on the wall that if things don't pick up quickly, we're going on uh, Medicaid. And I said, I, I don't know about <laughs> that, so i've uh, been a cfp for a long time and in usa uh was reached i remember i'm a veteran in four generations of usa and somehow they reached out to me and i went to work for them for 10 years and uh and last year i started my it, usa is a wonderful wonderful firm I, i'm not quite sure they have the same commitment to financial planning as that ultimately i do so i left last year to start my own ria and that's uh that's my story man and uh I, well i gotta say real quick and 2004, I think, is maybe in three, when I came across Horse's Mouth, and, you know, like Bill Nicklin, and, uh, you know, I remember reading Bill yep. Nicklin and some yep. of those guys, and just I've always been a huge, huge fan of horse. I've told people about Horse's Mouth for years and years and years, and uh, I've just been a huge fan wow. of Horse's Mouth, wow. and all and all the stuff that y'all do, man, it's uh, I, I just, it's, it's absolutely the best stuff in the world, for sure.
1: Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, so, bef- we're going to talk about using YouTube and podcasts around Social Security and Medicare, but tell me what was it that you were struggling with or what was or was not going on in your business right before you had the flash, bu- the light bulb go off and say, boom, hey, uh, I need to do some of these, these videos and podcasts on, on Social Security and Medicare. What was going on before you came up with that idea?
0: Well, I, I've always hated the idea that I, that financial planning is, uh, is regulated, essentially, the, the, the industry, you know, the vast market out there thinks that we're just investment advisors. It actually pisses me off, part of my French. I'm like sitting there, I just, I hate that. And, uh, and the fact that we can't talk about aspects of financial planning, they're near and dear to people's heart. I mean, there's only so many people who got a million bucks, John. you know what I'm saying? And yet there's a huge amount of consumers out there that that need advice. And it, I just, I, I, uh, it's a pet peeve of mine that we've allowed the industry has allowed us to be regulated to investment advisory, ask any, go down New York city right now. You know, I'm in Georgia. I you pull a hundred people off the street. I guarantee you say, what does a financial planner does? 98 of them are going to say they do investment management. And I just, I find that absolutely absurd. And it actually, again, it ticks me off. And that's our own damn fault. It's our own fault. Cause that's what we focus on. And it's wrong. And, uh, it just uh-huh. it makes me mad. It's so, a uh, so long story. When you're working for for another firm, you can't say what you want to say, and you know I get. And I literally just did a video on this this morning because it's their firm. I completely get that. You know they don't want to police up you being a fool. Um, but anyway, so that was the epiphany. I said I gotta be able to say what I gotta say. I got twenty odd five years of experience in this noggin of mine, and I gotta get it out there. So ultimately, that's what. It
1: Good so what what then specifically by the way which was first the YouTube or the podcast and then what was it that inspired you to do that first thing um like did you see it elsewhere or you're following somebody or something or you know what 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 uh, what triggered hey I got to do that
0: uh, well it's definitely the YouTube and uh I'm thinking what was the uh, there's a guy named Engineering Explained. And this is a guy who's got millions of followers. And I can't remember how I happened across him, but I just, it was I, I, back in 2016, I just was looking up something. I can't remember. And I came across Engineering Explained. And I it was just such a, for me, I'm a very visual learner. I probably have a little bit of dyslexia. I do have one kid who's got dyslexia. So I, I think, you know, the visual, multi sensory learning is important to me. So I came across uh-huh. this guy. An engineering, explained, I said, oh, I get it, torque. I get it, torque and horsepower. It makes sense, and I could never understand it before. And uh, and I watched his older videos, and they were crap. And it was just some dude in his basement, like his mom's garage, essentially. Horrible lighting, horrible sound, but it went over well. And so I said, you know, and now he's making bank on YouTube. I said, this is great. And he's been a huge help to me, this guy, and a number of people also, too, on just various, you know, things, gardening and whatnot. And, uh, and so I started looking up... <laughs> Financial planning stuff, and there's just nothing out there of any. It's all, I mean, it's just all the insurance guys with their stupid infinite banking stuff. And I just sitting there thinking, this is crazy. It's crazy that there's no financial planning legitimacy out there. Um, You know, you come across. There'll be a couple videos with Kitsis um, being interviewed by somebody, but generally speaking, there's just it's nothing out there. It's all being ceded to the insurance salespeople. And uh, and I said, well, hell, I want to start doing videos. And you know, i just talk about what I know, and we'll see what happens. And that was the emphasis, the emphasis or the uh, impetus, I suppose. And then, yeah, But then yeah. the funny thing is, Sean, I, I said the problem with YouTube is that if you're driving in your car, which I do a lot in Atlanta because you're sitting in traffic, it's not quite the same. And so I said, you know, I better get a podcast out there, too. And uh, this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, and you may have heard of him, he said you can yeah. get a podcast for free on anchor.fm. I said, hell, I, I thought you had to go through all this trial and tribulation and get an iTunes thing. So I went to anchor.fm and sure enough, I got 70 freaking episodes now and I you know, do a couple a week and it's uh, it's easy it's free. And it doesn't it's just it's fantastic. It's just a way for me to rant. And uh, and I get people listening to it. I was they're sitting in traffic. It's cool. So it's a YouTube thing first and then the podcast next.
1: OK, so let's uh, let, let's talk YouTube and drill down into that. And then yeah. we'll, we'll step over and, and drill down a little more into the podcasting. Um, so I, I love that. Uh, you know, I can tell that, you know, uh, I love that you've mentioned that you're, that you're a visual learner. And then I love that you have seen, that you saw something else totally in engineering explained yeah. and you, your brain worked in such a way of, okay, how can I do something like that for my field? I love that exactly. kind of thinking and it's the, it's the kind of thing I'm doing constantly um, and uh, keeps things really interesting and uh, you know, delivers some great ideas. And your great idea was, hey, I need to start uh, explaining to people what really financial planning is all about using yep. YouTube. So tell us about your first video. How did you pull it all together? Uh, what did you learn from doing it? What was the reaction? Yeah.
0: Um, so my first video, it was I, I've, I've done a million presentations. So being in front of the camera necessarily doesn't bother me so much. And I can see how that'd be a turnoff for some folks, which is why the podcast would be a good alternative. But for me, um, I got my, <laughs> uh, my I was in I had a, I put my monkey suit on just to look the part and, uh, you know, made my hair you know, shade and all that to look the part. You know, I was in my, you know, my little office where I'm talking to you right now. And, and I just talked about um, uh, I think it was durable powers attorney Sean. I'd talk about something I, mm. I, I had written a book which I sell. I've got two books and one about to be published. And and basically I just went chapter over chapter. Of my first book which is called Strategic Money Planning. And I talked about life insurance. I talked about durable powers attorney. I, I talked about how debt is the enemy. I talked about, you know chapter by chapter. And um and that you know that went over like a thud. I mean I you know when you get any literally it took me two weeks before I got my first subscriber. But there's a couple of things out there, Sean, for folks who are considering this. So there's a guy named Miles Beckler, Miles Beckler. And that guy, um, he does more Internet marketing stuff. He doesn't do anything financial planning. But he did a thing where he started in August of 2016. And month by month, he kind of showed you his YouTube succession of building. And, you know, the first month he had 50 subscribers, the second month 100 or something like that. Well, now he's got like 65,000. And and he just says, look, you're going to get. And so he challenged you. He goes, do 90 episodes a day, uh, 90 episodes over 90 days. So a 90 day challenge. And uh, and you'll you'll develop the skill set to do it. And uh, I again, I don't know how I came across him, but I just said, man, I I love this. This guy's absolutely fantastic. So I said, "All right, I I don't give a crap what's going to happen. I'm just going to do it. I just got to get this out there in my head because it's sitting in my brain. And obviously I can market my book, too. And so I started doing it and I started doing one a day and then two a day. Now I'm doing three a day. And, uh, it's addictive as hell. It's like crack cocaine for good stuff, Sean. It's like, you are you doing, doing, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. You, you are doing three YouTube videos a day right now.
0: Yeah, dude, I got a t- man. You don't even want to know how much horse's mouth stuff I've printed off over the course of my 15 years of being a member of it. And all, I mean, I just got, <laughs> I got more stuff to, that I can even focus on. And the funny thing is too, Sean, once you start doing it, your whole life is consumed about, oh, i got to do a video on that. It's it's uh, it's uh actually kind of <laughs> sick in a way, but freaking it's fun. It is so fun. I love it. Absolutely.
1: So uh, you got into the 90, 90 videos and 90-day challenge. What sort of impact did that have when you started doing videos on a regular piece? By the way, this is all since 2016. Is that right?
0: Oh, no, I just started doing my YouTube videos in uh, March of 2018. I literally just started doing it.
1: Oh Oh, okay. All right. Um, Even more interesting,
0: yeah. It, it was 2017 where I left USA. So March of 2017, I left USA, and I worked for mm-hmm. a couple small RIA's in the interim. Uh, you know, kind of thinking I'd I'd go. Um, I, I, the Atlanta traffic was killing me. I said I got to get out of here. So I went. I tried to. I tried my hand at working for a couple small IRA or RIA's. One in Tennessee and one in New Hampshire. And I just, but I I just couldn't work for somebody else anymore i said i gotta do this myself so i literally just started my my ria in march of 2018 that's why i just started
1: okay all right so but back to the videos um you're you've been doing them and well how many followers do you have and had to explain to us how it's feeding into your business
0: yeah so like today after let's i'll tell you exactly um today i've had I'm talking to a guy in Austin, Texas today, uh, who's going to pay me for financial planning services. And I asked him how he found me. It's through YouTube uh, videos. Um, I have right now, as we see here today, I'm bringing it up right now. Um, I got uh, my subscribers are 1350. I have 1,350 subscribers. Um, mm-hmm. I've. Uh, I've had uh, my average view time is actually it's, it's, oh, actually 1354. So I probably I'm getting to the point. Now, I feel like I got a tipping point, Sean, and that I probably jinxed myself. Uh, but ah. once you hit it, something happens, but you hit something and all of a sudden you go from like one or two subscribers a day uh, to basically like 2025. 20, and, and I don't know what it is, time. I don't know. But. If you go to youtube.com and you type in retirement planning, I'm the first video that comes up, which is pretty cool. And it's in uh, any way, so this guy found me uh, from Austin, Texas, and he doesn't want anyone to manage his money. He wants to talk to somebody about social security. Shocking. And uh, <laughs> that's amazing. And so, uh, and I don't want, I don't manage money. I I don't, I mean, if I, if hey, I, don't manage out, money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I'm going to have to go back on the welfare line, maybe I will. But I really my whole premise, Sean, is that if I can build a business without managing money, that's what I want to do. And I got enough in savings where I got another year, uh, probably 18 months before I have to uh, go take a part time job or something like that. But I I don't want to manage money. I want to be a financial planner the way it's supposed to be. So. um, So anyway, so my YouTube channel, I got 1354 subscribers. Uh, Once you hit a thousand, you can get, you you get revenue off it. Um, And so it hasn't happened yet, but you know, you can get revenue. You basically get essentially a a buck for every thousand views roughly. And it could be a little bit more. It could be a little bit less. There's another guy out there. um, Dustin Tibbets, T I B B I T S Dustin Tibbetts at jazz wealth. And he's actually the guy when it comes to actual financial planning, he's the guy that I, uh, my mentor, so to speak, because I actually typed a video in, a topic on YouTube. I said, borrowing from your 401k. And uh, and Dustin was the only guy who said, there are reasons it's okay to borrow from your 401k. And everybody else, and people I look out to actually, Jeff Rose, uh, he's a good guy on YouTube, but everyone else was saying never, ever, ever under no conditions, borrow against your 401k. And Dustin actually had a thing where it was okay. And I actually believe you should borrow against your 401k if you have credit card debt. But anyway, so I reached out to Dustin mm. and I just said, hey, what are you doing, man? And he uh, I interviewed him for my podcast and uh he I've got a little bit of, uh, you know, we're, we're, he's just he's my mentor. Great guy. Financial planner out in Florida. And he's got 20,000 viewers and uh, he makes a little bit of money. Mm. And it's uh it's just it can be done. And Dustin's nothing fancy. He's just some dude just like I am. But again, other than some other people, there's very, very few people in this in this realm, Sean. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Here's old Josh. I'm just some dude in Alfredo, Georgia. You go to YouTube, which the second largest search engine in the world behind Google, and by and large, uh, by, uh, guess what, Google owns YouTube. You type in retirement planning, and I'm the first video that shows up. It's it's insane. I've been doing this
1: for three months. That's I, it. I, I just did it, and you know, uh, two screens, but be- you are absolutely at the top. Two screens below you is John Oliver. So, you know, you're in, uh, kind of in high cotton there, as they say. Um, now, try doing, doing that
0: on a- just Google. If you go to Google and doing that, you will not find old Josh anywhere any, anywhere, because everybody <laughs> and their mom does blocks. It's, I mean, it's yeah. – <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so I forgot what the well, question
1: is. I wonder what happens when, when you start doing, like, uh, geographic things like retirement planning, New Jersey, where I live. Let me see what happens there. I don't know. Um, I guess some, some guy, some guy from the BGA insurance group, to go to what you were saying earlier, followed That's by exactly. you know three more guys, three more guys from, three more insurance guys. Oh, but actually, you there, you are. It's funny. You say retirement plan in New Jersey, and you are still you and Josh. You're below Josh Oliver, but you're like six six seven screens down. You're still on the first page. Um, this guy
0: you're on that sean see that guy scott weiss down there your 50s five smart moves Is scott he weiss. yeah up? i do yeah
1: yeah scott uh-huh
0: yeah he's a good guy i actually uh i i talked to him back in november before i started my youtube channel and he, he's i mean see there's good people in this business who are trying to do it just not enough of us and scott weiss a good guy and i like him quite a bit actually so um i don't know if he's part yeah. of horses myself, but he's another good guy i don't know these other guys but i definitely know scott
1: scott yeah well i'll tell you it looks actually looks familiar i uh his, uh, I interviewed I know you know him. I interviewed. A lot I of asked. writing
0: looks very familiar.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, no,
0: I, I talked to him about uh, his own YouTube, and uh, if it, he doesn't do enough. I wish he did more because he's got good stuff to say. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. And so in some yeah. ways we're competitors, but I don't care. There's too many people out there who need our services. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, I know. It's unbelievable, right? It's unbelievable. So um, – so okay, so you got this. Uh, you you're, you're you're thinking about the approach to approach the tipping point. You got 1,300 uh, followers. You're adding a few a day. You're putting out a lot of videos, which um, YouTube likes. Um yes. yeah. I think that's I it. think there was an article about this in the Wall Street Journal something just recently about, uh, or maybe it was something on the radio about people who. Well, you were just saying you're addicted to it, and the other the flip side of it is that's like. Someone was suggesting, my God, if you go a, a few days and don't post something, you'll be punished. Um, I, so I don't know. I don't know the degree yeah, to well, which that is true or not. I don't know. I mean,
0: because you see some of these people who show up. Like here's, in, I did retirement plan in New Jersey. You got some guy in Moon, Moon H.E., New Jersey, who posted something when four I, years ago, and it was only got thirty five views. four years, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's probably like it's probably for the super competitive terms or something like that. Somebody who manages to fight their way to the top for something like, uh, you know, vans and skateboarding or something, vans, sneakers and skateboarding or something like that. And he can keep that spot until he stops. And then there's, you know, 10 other people who piling in behind him I mean, who knows, um, I don't, but anyway, I don't
0: think there's any yeah. rhyme or reason for that, actually. It's uh, in fact, for my own one, my own reason for timer planning, I, I really don't. I mean, there's some tricks on SEO search engine optimization, Sean, but I don't know why right. this video for me, shows up number one in retirement planning where some of my other videos don't. I, I don't know the, the, the answer to that, but, hey, I'll take it when I can get it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, tell me more about – so what else? Are there any anecdotes you can share? So you got this guy in Austin. He's interested in Social Security. Yeah, so let's talk about the topics right now. It's like uh, you're – is it correct to say that a good deal of what you're discussing is retirement-related and therefore, and also Social Security and Medicare, which, of course, are subtopics of retirement?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I basically, I don't know if I even have a catchphrase, but I just, I do, uh, I I mean, I just do, I I love taxes as well. And I think Social Security Uh, uh, plays a huge role in taxes. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I I love talking about taxes. I I, I just did a thing on Vanguard, their, uh, you know, their ETF strategic portfolios today. And so um, I'll do anything. I I, I will throw some investment stuff in there uh, for sure. But basically it's going to be geared towards uh, retirement planning for uh you know middle to lower uh income people if that makes sense uh-huh. and, you know right wealthy people can take advantage right. of too don't get me wrong but that is where the uh, yeah. that's where we're neglecting our client base is uh middle to lower income people
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I, I like that you're you know that you're interested in discussing taxes as well we're um uh, uh, you know we got the new tax you probably know we got the new tax program out and then we're uh in the middle of uh, developing a, uh uh, taxes and retirement planning, uh, programs. So, yes. uh, of course, that's, what that's that's the top of your YouTube feed today. It's a big, big topic. Big, 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 big. Uh,
0: Sean, that's, uh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, tax and retirement planning, like I'll use the, uh, you know, Lane stuff on social security. I just signed up for Medicare for the 2018 to use her Medicare stuff. Um, but there's something called, uh, retirement 557 or 567 and they do these seminars, yeah. uh, And if Horse's Mouth had a competitor for taxes on that, that'd be great because I I got no problem with those guys. But I like the Horse's Mouth stuff better. So when y'all get that ready, man, that'd be fantastic because
1: I I think we are, we are, (laughs) we are, we are. So good.
0: Go to a. All right. So So, just while we're talking about YouTube, type in Liz Hand H A N D Liz Hand. Now, here's an example of why I, I despise the regulatory business. So here's a lady, and I interviewed her for my podcast, and she has kick-butt freaking YouTube channels. Kick-butt. And I came across her, and I, I said, Liz, why are you – I emailed her. I said, I don't understand why you're not allowing comments uh, on your stuff. And she can't. The regulators, you know, her compliance department uh-huh. – that you can't do it, and I and I said, and so if you look at her content, she has people asking her to be their her client, and uh, and she's great, and she just got a gig with PBS in Florida to do something with uh PBS, some kind of panel on women financial planners, and I just and the thing is, Sean, is that this is where we are up against it—the the true financial planners. And this is a pet peeve, as you can tell, is because the insurance guys is the wild west, but the true financial planners, we got FINRA breathing down our neck which is why I got right. rid of my series seven because I can't stand that. And so we got to watch right. what we say, even if it's smart planning. And so basically we're not helping grandma by having all this regulator say, Oh no, we're worried that you're going to say a guaranteed 8%. I'm just sitting there thinking, so here's Liz who has great videos, but she can't do enough because it has to go through compliance. And it just, it's insane. I, I, Oh, I don't get why yeah. we allow this to happen. Anyway, that's a pet peeve of mine. So
1: no, but it is it's uh, you know it's definitely uh, disheartening at uh, the, the degree to which the the regulators are clipping people's wings on that sort of stuff because like they're said, not helping um,
0: they're not helping the average no. investor they're not they're they're no, actually definitely people. not
1: and it's it's definitely
0: wrong i hope that at some yeah. point someone with some brains gets up there and says you know let's go after the bad actors And if you're not bad acting, let's assume that you're acting in the right way. I just, I just go ahead. I I just had to get that off my chest because Liz is great and she has great, great work, but it's limited because of the compliance
1: issues. So let's. uh, so you're talking about a range of retirement topics. Uh, You've got a book that you've written. Why don't you just talk just uh, one paragraph on on, on your book? Uh, What is it called and how did you come to write it?
0: Well, I just, I got two books and I'm getting ready to get my third one out there. So my first book was just kind of, uh, I, I wanted to try this it's called strategic money planning eight ways to get your financial house in order. And this is more geared towards like 30 year, 40, you know, younger families. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it to death. It's just it, my, my new book is called the tax bomb in your retirement accounts, how the Roth IRA can help you avoid it. It's similar to like Ed Slott had the book similar to that. Um, yeah. uh, but this yeah. one I use, well, I have 30 charts, you know, talking about how and I just I talk up Social Security, a lot of stuff I learned from Elaine, you know, because Social Security is taxed much, much more favorably, uh, certainly an in ordinary income from IRA distribution. So my whole point is the perfect retirement planning is, is Roth and Social Security. And and I you know don't take your Social Security early and defer your IRA because you will end up paying more taxes and you're going to kill your spouse, your surviving spouse will get hammered in taxes because she'll lose the standard deduction. There's tax on social security would go up. Her Medicare premiums could double with, uh, with some decent sized mm. IRA distributions. And and we talk all about that in my new book. And this is my, I, this is, you know, a labor of love. I love it. And so I'm going to go out there and uh, market the hell out of this one, because I think everybody needs to have it. Um, so I got those two books. And my next one is going to be a state by state guide. To taxes for retirees, and I, I just do 50 states. I have YouTube videos of every state, um, uh, tax retirees, and I just basically put that into an e book that I'll publish here in about Yeah, a good month. for
1: you. Yeah, I was just looking at the list the other day of states that uh, do tax social security or that don't know wait, Yeah, that do tax social security. I think it's like yeah. 13 of them or something. Like That's that. right, 13 yeah. exactly.
0: And a lot of them aren't that yeah. big of a deal, like you know, New Jersey, yeah. for instance. Yeah, they. They're pretty good. If you have income less than a hundred thousand, New Jersey's actually quite favorable. It's just once you break a hundred thousand and obviously the property tax are really to kill you.
1: Right. Yeah, well, don't even don't get me going on that, please. Oh, uh, man, we lived
0: in Haddonfield for two years, Sean. I remember fourteen thousand bucks a year in property taxes for a four hundred thousand dollar house. It's crazy. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. Um Anyway, okay, so uh, let's talk about how you set up your. Let's uh, give people a little bit of a rundown on the, um, on you know, what does it take to the camera, technical side, you know, the camera, the you know, just like what are you using, how much roughly does it cost, and what sort of, uh, if at all, what sort of post, uh, you know, post production editing are you doing?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm telling you, you, so my thing is I looked at Engineering Explained and how insanely poor his first few videos were and yet how insanely successful he's become. And that was told me that you don't need to make it perfect. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, especially Mm -hmm. if you have good stuff to share. And so basically what I do is uh, on uh, on, uh, some guy from XY Planning Network told me about this thing called Use Loom, L-O-O-M use loom.com and allows you to screen share uh, for free and so basically i literally sorry, what use was
1: that called what's, what's that called again
0: uh use u-s-e-l-o-o-m use loom.com uh, uh-huh it's a screen sharing program that you can record yourself uh download the video and then upload it to youtube all for free it's freaking awesome it's awesome and some guy on XY planning network told him about that. So basically, what you do is you, uh, so what I do is I have my little Chromebook, my Dell Chromebook I bought for like what, 150 bucks. I have useloom.com free. My Chromebook is, you know, other than the the Chromebook itself is, uh, 150 bucks. Right. And, right. and uh, I use something called Tube Buddy, Tube Buddy. And that's like, I don't know, 20 bucks a year or something like that. That just gives you a little bit of ability to kind of, uh, um, automate some of the tasks on your YouTube videos, like in terms of what's called tags, uh, keyword research is helpful there. So basically, it, you know, I'll do a video. I don't do any prep work. I just, do, I got in my head. I just want to talk and I'll say it, you know, it's not perfect. Don't care. Um, and then I just get out there. I start saying stuff and then, um, and then i download it to with use loom. I'll upload it through uh, on YouTube, and then I'll go in there and, and write a blog post. And that, I think that's a critical thing, Sean. Is I think a lot of people they post stuff up on YouTube without doing any uh, assembl- basically a blog post, a description, if you will. And I think that's where they're making a big mistake. You know, YouTube and Google love content, and content on YouTube is also the the written word as well. So you got to get up there and actually write a description. The hardest part is actually writing the description because you get done doing the video. And you want to upload it, but you got to get the description on there. And the description should be a small blog post. Absolutely. You really need to do that. If you don't, I think you're missing the boat for sure. Um, Yeah, it might probably takes a half hour. You know, I'll do it. My usual video is probably average 15 to 20 minutes. Some people say that's too long. I just look at the average watch time. My average watch time is about eight minutes. And so that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And so I don't -hmm. think it's too long. Um, And then on top of that, so I'll do, you know, say a 20 minute video. Um, I'll do, uh, it takes, you know, 10 minutes to do the tags, 10 minutes to do the various, you know, the, cu- the custom thumbnail that you got to do. And then the blog post itself is probably 15 minutes. So, you know, it's an hour. It takes an hour to do each video. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And, you, and you're, you're, you're still, doing three of that. You're
0: still doing three a day? Yeah. Well, I just, see, I was doing one a week. I mean, one a day. And then I started doing two a day. And then I started getting even more traction. And I said, oh, I'm going to do three a day because I enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, why not do it? And I do it. <laughs> Now that the initial part was, you know, I had to get, you know, like I said, I was getting into the monkey suit, trying to be, you know, that guy. And now I just say, I don't care. I just like today I'm in my t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, shave, I, do shave, I shower, I don't like doing a YouTube video if I haven't, you know, uh, showered, but I don't get dressed up for it or anything. Sometimes I'll put on, you know, sometimes I'll, it depends, but by and large, Sean, I'll just do a t-shirt shave and, and be good. It, it's the content, man. It's the content. And, uh, and so you got to make sure your volume's good. Yeah, uh, you, ha- you got to be energetic. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty hyper guy. Always have been, uh, and I think that helps on YouTube. Um, that probably yep. hurts on other things, but for YouTube, I think energy is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, and you know, so far, so good.
1: Uh, any other YouTube successes in terms of connecting with clients, and and or how are you using the videos with your existing client well, base mm. as it is?
0: No, oh, that's great. So what happens is uh, I use Mailchimp, which is free too, where you can you know you can basically get a landing page um, for free. Oh, Mailchimp is wonderful. It, a little bit cumbersome on the front end to figure that out. I, on my personal YouTube, I Josh Scanlon um, YouTube dot I don't even know if I have enough subscribers to get my own name on that. But anyway. I just I kind of did a, uh, a trial and error of all my MailChimp tribulations to post out there for people to recognize how MailChimp works. But once you figure it out, it's great. So basically what I'll do is I'll uh, I have a, you know, a, a growing list of uh, subscribers to my email list and I'll post a video and I'll put it in my email and say, hey, I just talked about. I don't know, whatever I just talked about, you know, Vanguard stuff. And here's a video. And it just, it, it feeds people the YouTube channel. It feeds people. I always have a link to my book. It feeds people to my Amazon page for my book. Um, it, it, you know, it's it just, it, it works. And then the, my, my MailChimp landing page, uh, Sean, I have that on my YouTube channel where they can go. And I always talk about this. They can get my book, the PDF for free. You just got to go to the MailChimp landing page and put their name, uh, their email and their state in there and it downloads immediately. And then that's another uh, email contact I have. And then, you know, I'll put them on my list. Um, and uh, and you know, the nice thing about MailChimp is you can actually see you know, what people are opening. And, uh, what's, and this is kind of going back to Social Security and Medicare. Um, my my Mailchimp email list of uh topics on medicare and social security get opened a hell of a lot more than anything on investments i'll tell you that right now a hell of a lot more uh-huh. so yeah that's yeah. there's an interest there for people on social security and medicare more so than some stupid investment philosophy and uh and that's that's just a fact so
1: Uh, what are your future plans in terms of continuing to use YouTube uh, to cultivate uh, more clients? I mean, you said you got another book coming, I guess we continue to do a lot more videos. Uh, What else?
0: Yes. Well, I didn't even answer your question about getting clients. So I've had, I've had probably six people reach out to me so far via YouTube. I Uh haven't had any money switch hands yet. So I haven't had anyone pay me. I've had a number of people basically share their story and then say, how can I help them? I say, well, here's my fees. And then I haven't heard back from them, And that's OK. Um, yeah, at some point. But the guy I'm talking to today, he's going to pay me. He already told me that. So he's going to pay either the the five hundred dollar two hour thing or we're going to do the full fledged plan for three thousand bucks. We'll see. But, uh, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he doesn't want anyone to manage his money. He's a relatively high net worth guy, but he just liked the way I was doing it on YouTube. And uh, and then my man Dustin from Jazz Wealth, he's got a bunch of clients from YouTube. And Liz Hand, too. She's got clients from YouTube. So it's out there, um, but yeah. it's not out there if you're not doing it. That's a fact. So, um, you know, once it's almost like crack cocaine. Once you get the addiction, you can't stop. And I've never done crack. I just, you know, you can see that people are addicted to it. So once you get the YouTube thing, is I'm just going to do it and keep doing it and keep doing it until, um, I don't know, and <laughs> I guess, until I keel over, because I like it. And I think I have something to share. Um, I, you know, I think, Sean, at the end of the day, I don't know how you can be a financial planner and not talk about Medicare. And I didn't know crap about Medicare until about know, three weeks ago. I didn't know anything. If you asked me the difference between Medigap and Medicare Advantage, I would not have known. And ironically, someone did ask me that. And I said, you know something? I need to, I need to get on this. And so that's when I... Um, revisited Elaine on on, you know, the horse's mouth savvy Medicare stuff. Yep. I said, I need to dive in this deeper. Um, and, yep. and the funny thing is I've met a bunch of in, of interesting people uh, via YouTube or the podcast or in the business. And I just it's enjoyable talking to these guys, you know, how oh, they're yeah. building a business, what they're doing. I just I love it, man. It's a community of of good, righteous folk. And uh, it's fun. So we're all competitors yep. in a yep. way. But, you know, it's, it's like it's not competitors. It's, it's actually good uh, to be doing this stuff. So I enjoy it immensely. I'll keep doing it until I follow over for sure.
1: Okay. So, um, let's toggle over and do uh, go through the podcasting. Yeah. Um, so you're driving around in traffic and you realize, gee, people need stuff to listen to. And I'm making those videos, but you got to watch the videos. And so you yeah. thought, what, uh, maybe I should be doing podcasts as well tell me about the origin of your podcast and, and how you do those.
0: Yeah. So I, I love podcasts, you know, Med Faber, he does an investment podcast, which is by far the best investment podcast I've ever heard. You know, James Altucher does podcasts on, you know, just, you know, just uh, getting your stuff together, you know, choosing yourself essentially as opposed to working for the man. And I've always enjoyed these immensely. And I, I guess at the end of the day, if you feel you have something important to say um, and people are sitting in traffic, um, well, hell, you better do the podcast too. And so, Going back to my man, Miles Beckler, you know, he was doing a 90 day challenge on YouTube channels and uh, on his YouTube channel. And then what he started doing was just basically putting his content from his YouTube, uploading it to his podcast. And uh, and I said, right. you know, I can do the same thing. And so basically you're just taking the file, you're downloading it. Now, it is M- it's what's called an MP4 file on YouTube and you got to convert it to an MP3. And it's again, another free software as a service is called uh, Tunes mm. to Tube com, You just go on there, upload your MP4. Uh, they convert to an MP3. And then you can put that right on your anchor.fm, which is again, a free podcast thing. And um, it works like a charm. Now, if you have a lot of visual aids on your YouTube channel, that's not going to work so well. So um, yeah, you just right. got to pick and choose which ones you want to do. And, and, but for my podcast, I'll do just like you're doing here. I use Uber conference, which is free. I use Uber conference to interview somebody. Um, I interviewed a guy uh, from the villages. Actually, he has his own YouTube channel and uh, he was just talking about the villages and I interviewed him and that, and that's blown up. I've gotten hundreds of views on that um, on my podcast and my mm-hmm. YouTube channel. With some dude. Now the drawback is on uh, what the software I use is called twisted wave. Again, I'm using a, uh, I don't use a Mac. I just use my Chromebook and it's a lot of, there's a mm-hmm. lot of software for Chromebook isn't as good uh, but TwistedWave.com, Um, I think I pay them 30 bucks a year and you can do unlimited uploads where you can, you can manipulate it to some degree, not, not like a garage band on Mac, but it's pretty good. It's good enough. And so, you know, like this guy I interviewed and, in, uh, went on for like an hour, 20 minutes. And unfortunately I only get an hour per file under TwistedWave.com. So I had to cut back some of that, mm-hmm. but you know, I put mm-hmm. that on the podcast and I'll upload it to YouTube and you get two things with one, one stone. And then, uh, and then you type it up as a blog post. You always got to have a blog post. And now I post that on my blog. So now my blog, I got, you know, the word, written word. I link to my podcast and I'll link to my YouTube channel on my, on my blog post. My YouTube channel has, uh, you know, the, 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 the audio. It's not quite as crisp as a video, but still has the audio and people can listen to it or not. And then my, uh, my podcast has the audio as well. So you're really hitting all three areas, the written, the verbal and the, uh, the visual. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool.
1: And, and where does you your blog free.
0: reside? The host is anchor.com, anchor.com. But if you right. go to, if you just go to Google. And say
1: anchor, anchor fm,
0: anchor anchor.fm? FM, yes. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yes, sir, because I don't know what anchor.com is. It might be a porn site or something. I don't know. But if you go to anchor.fm, that's where you can get your free podcast. And And what happens is they'll upload it to all the podcast providers. So what I do is you go, if you go to Google for my specific one, and you just type in the Josh Scanlon podcast, the Josh Scanlon podcast. It will show up on iTunes and Anchor and all those other places. So, um, like, really? so if I'm gonna, yeah, so like I interviewed a CPA out of uh, California the other day, Mike Kelly. And I said, Mike, you know, you don't know me, I don't know you, but I came across you on YouTube, and I'd like to interview for my podcast. Uh, you know, some of these guys like, who the hell is this guy? So I'll just send them a link to my podcast to show them that I'm legit. I'm not some uh-huh. you know, freaking yeah. prince. And he'll say, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy is legit. And uh, we had a good, a good uh, interview on Uber Conference, just like you and I are doing. So, I mean, Sean, right. it's amazing how much stuff is out there for free or for, like I said, 30 bucks a year. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's just yeah. it's absolutely
1: incredible. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying Anchor FM will automatically put you on Stitcher and iTunes and all sorts of other platforms?
0: I, I mean, I got an iTunes podcast, and I haven't done anything other than upload my stuff to Anchor.fm. and yet there it is on iTunes. Wow. It's crazy, man. It's freaking. Wow. It's insane.
1: No, I'm saying I'm a big Stitcher uh, user, and uh, uh, I just saw. You know, I did search on on Josh Scanlon podcast, and I saw four or five down. That you're up on uh, Stitcher and boom, there you are, looking good. I, looking good. I
0: got that from Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's day. All right. That's the thing with YouTube is you, you, it is limited to the audience, and that's good because it's a big audience still. But the video, the audio is has a bigger audience, uh, and that's how I came across Gary Vaynerchuk and my own Anchor FM podcast. It's, so you got to hit them all. You got to hit them everywhere. You know what I mean? You got to hit them
1: everywhere. Definitely, definitely. Let me ask you, because we're experimenting around with this a little bit. Um, I forget what the industry – what is the industry term for the uh, Alexas and the Google Plays, those units? Uh, Anyway, I think you know what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I say Alexa, play, Josh Scanlon podcast. Have you gotten into that yet? Have you gotten into trying that out and seeing seeing how to connect into that world yet? Or um, that's still to be determined?
0: Yeah, so that's a good observation. So um, the the answer to that is no, and that's actually something that that is somewhat of an issue for SEO, search engine optimization, because more and more search is voice. You see what I'm saying? So It's
1: going to be voice, yeah. Everybody seems to think that's going to be the next big thing, yeah. It's
0: it's, already coming in. And so you could have all the best keyword research, uh, you know, down to the, the letter. But if I'm, you know, I was born and raised in Maine. I've since lost my accent. But if I say, you know, buy and Havid, you know that's going to be different for alexa than it would be for someone from england or something like that i mean it's just <laughs> and so that's the issue with yeah, search and so I, I i don't know that yet but i do know that uh that is something that the seo folks who are or on this like white on rice are, are absolutely looking at and so for me i haven't yeah. engaged in that yet i just haven't but i know for a fact that there's opportunity there absolutely sean i just don't know how to mm, yeah yep, yep
1: yep yep and so, uh, just to be clear for our listeners, um, your podcasts are audio versions of, for the most part, are audio versions of your YouTube uh, your YouTube events.
0: And I, I probably have, of the 70 roughly episodes I have on podcasts, I'd say 10 are from YouTube. The other oh. are, um, yeah, I'll do a lot of interviews with people. Interviews are a great way to, just a great way to meet people, but also a great way to generate goodwill where they're sharing your content, you're sharing their content. Yeah. So, interview always right. a good thing okay all right. um and i'll just have good. some rants like i'll be in my jammies and my hair's a mess and i haven't shaved in five days and i'll say you know i just want to talk about this <laughs> article i just saw on whatever you know bloomberg or something like that and also i i'm pretty active in quora sean quora.com and and i get thrown a bunch of questions and sometimes i'll just say q and A off the Quora questions i have and just answer all those um and i'll be solely oh, okay. uh-huh.
1: interesting Wow! Well, wow, you are uh, you really are Mr. Social, you know, Mr. Multimedia, Social Media kind of. But you're not on. Uh, but uh, let me ask you: Are you on Twitter?
0: I, I refuse to do Twitter. I think it's a cesspool, you, and that, that might be my. Now I used to say it about Facebook too, Sean. But now I'm on Facebook. Pretty. I do a lot of Facebook ads. I do a lot of stuff on Facebook, but. I, I just yeah. I hate some of the things that happen on Twitter. It actually takes me off, and I, I refuse to be part of that. So maybe I'll change. Yeah, but right now,
1: I have I have been the same way myself. Um, although you know, I do know that people who are promoting themselves, you know, with good cause, you yeah. know, do find it to be useful. But I, I agree for the most part. I don't think advisors need to be spending. You know, it's like one thing for Kitsis or uh, or you know uh, Jeff Levine or you know right. uh, other people it's it you know it is a great way to to share stuff but generally speaking for the average advisor it just seems like uh yeah, probably a little bit too much uh effort um but that's not to say there is a potential for it oh
0: yeah um, yeah go facebook
1: i think you know i think i'm glad you mentioned facebook because it it seems to be a it seems to be a pretty good uh, ground uh, for advisors to be in because there are a lot of i mean especially in the retiree pre retiree mm-hmm. space is there their uptake on Facebook is pretty substantial. So I think don't it is smart are, to play in that space. you yeah. are hitting on the head. Yeah.
0: I cannot tell you how many people have said to me, your YouTube channel views are, um, you know, they're too long and old people don't get on YouTube. And <laughs> hey, let that establish itself out there. That just limits my competition. The old people are the ones who have the attention span to pay attention to longer videos. And they're also on Facebook as well. It's uh, it's yeah. interesting, and what's Sean? I ran an ad in our local rag here. Um, I paid uh, probably a thousand bucks, and I got no traffic, man. I ran it for uh, thirteen weeks, no traffic. Offering my first thirteen
1: book, weeks, and you got nothing on it, really?
0: Nothing. I did a Facebook ad, and I mean, for a, I mean, a fraction of the cost. And right. it, this was I was just I was just testing. How I was doing. I'm going to do a webinar on the new tax law for the state of rhode island now i don't live in rhode island but i was going to do a webinar on it just to see what kind of uh just see what i could get i got 10 people 10 for like 50 bucks and i said this and i don't live in rhode island i you know i mean i just i said i just want to try this because rhode island does have a pretty interesting new tax law from last year and i said this is crazy so anyone who discounts facebook please continue to do so i i will encourage ah, to- right yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it yeah.
1: Crazy. no, I mean, you, you, you're, you're, I mean, the thing about Facebook, though, and I'll share with you because you're obviously interested in it, and we've worked with advisors to use Facebook to drive traffic to their um, workshops, their social yeah. security workshops. Yeah. And it works fantastically well in many parts of the country, but it is simply not uniform. You cannot uh-huh. think that you'll do well uh, if you're an advisor in – in metropolitan Washington, D.C., for instance, because the people who you're targeting in Metro, D.C. Um, are being targeted by Lexus and Tesla and Bolivar and all the banks and all the, you know, everybody. And so um, it's hard to get uh, to win and get, and, and get uh, you know, good, get your ads put in front of good people. But if you're in a smaller uh, a smaller area, um, we see advisors killing it all the time, even in places you know like market, markets like Greensboro, North Carolina, or you know, um, you know, plenty of other places around the country that are simply not massive concentrations. So I mean, Washington D.C. area, it's got the highest number of dual earning six-figure families, yeah. and uh, you know, the the big dollar advertisers are all over that. So it doesn't work so well there in, in our experience, but it does work well. So it's sort of a it, it's a it's a it's a market by market uh, test as to whether Facebook will work for an advisor. I think at this point. Um, whereas, if you drop ten thousand pieces of targeted email uh, in, you know, Atlantic City, New Jersey, or in, you know, uh, metropolitan Washington D.C., yeah, your email, your your mail, your direct mail is going to get in front of your audience. You're going to get some results. Um, but anyway, um, I think is, on the Facebook stuff, though.
0: Sean, it's the it, man you got to target the right audience, and that's I, I tell you so. Anyone's listening, just watch milesbeckler.com. That guy has a whole tutorial of Facebook ad targeting. And uh, I, I tell you, I, I, I agree to some degree what you're saying, but I disagree another degree because I think it's if you can target the right people and focus on them and make sure you have the right copy. In fact, I will tell you, I have right here, you know, the social security I'm looking at right now, the what women need to know about retirement income and social security. Uh, this is great copy, this is from Horse's Mouth, and you just I mean, th- you know what I'm saying? This is the, the sample postcard, but you can put this on a Facebook ad.
1: Yeah. Oh, like yeah. No, check- right. yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely- that in fact, and, and in fact, that is what we do. Um, yeah, well, absolutely. Don't mess with the copy is what I tell everybody though, because don't mess with that copy because it's been given a lot of thought and people start messing around with it and it loses its power. But anyway, uh, um, yeah,
0: why would you so, I mean, it's right there at this workshop? You'll learn all these different things. It's, I mean, why would you mess with that copy? It's already done for you. So <laughs> anyway,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so you get your podcast as well. And, um, all right. So, uh, and you're finding people to interview on your podcast, kind of just scouting around and seeing people who are writing or having interesting information and you're contacting them. And, uh, usually, they do a search on you, and you see that you're active uh, online, and they figure it's going to be worth it, and they they agree to be interviewed.
0: Yes, that's 100 100 right. I mean, not all of them, but you know, if they're doing, if yeah, they're sure, in social right. media, right. they want to get their word out there too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that is how it works. It's
1: cross promotion, basically.
0: Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how that works. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So, uh, Josh, if there's somebody who's thinking about you know getting into YouTube videos or podcasting, you know, any other, um, advice, warnings, or tips that you would offer, um, you know, at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a long game, Sean, like any business is, it yes. takes a while. And I'm telling you, it took me two weeks to get my first subscriber and, uh, you'll sit there and now, listen, I only got 1,350. I mean, I'm, you know, Jeff Rose has 150,000. My man Dustin's got 25,000. Um, but, right. It just takes time, but it's, you got to put the content out there. And, you know, and again, it just ticks me off all these insurance guys. They put a couple things out there and then, and you know, that is what everyone thinks is the YouTube, you know, and it's just not true. There's lots and lots of people out there who want to see the content, but they don't want a sales pitch. And this is one thing, Sean, Yeah, especially with Medicare. It's like, Oh, the first thing is call me about Medicare. I'm like, people just stop. They'll call you if they yeah. like you. Just on them the information, it'll be it'll happen. Now, again, if you don't have any money, um, and I'm I'm this is my retirement money. I mean, my wife and I agree that I'll blow through my money. I'm on building this business. If it doesn't work, well, I give it, you know, God, God will take care of me or he won't. And I'm fine with that. But I know for a fact after two years, I'll have give it a good cause try, giving it, and if it doesn't work, then I'll go dig ditches. I was in the infantry, I can do that again. Um, I don't mind. But you just got to recognize it takes time. It takes time, and everybody says that. And there's no magic ninety day or three month or uh, nine months. It just takes time. Yeah. But you got you to continue to put out content. And um, and you know my next thing actually is my, I'm going to do audiobooks now because I, you know I got these books, and I, I just read the other day that on Amazon only five percent of all the published books are actually on audiobooks, Sean? Huh. Yeah. doesn't that offer an opportunity for a market again sort of it's kind of like a podcast but there's no one out there writing books. so everyone does blogs and books and stuff and that's fine i'll do it but at the end of the day where other people are not and if they're not doing audiobooks well, hell i already got the books written i'm gonna do audiobooks so that's my next thing that i'll start doing here this weekend just do my own audiobooks too so i'm looking forward to that that's my next uh my next task
1: <laughs> okay well it sounds like you're mr multimedia and if uh uh, I was kicking around uh, with Devin Kropp the other day as to whether we should do a, uh, uh, you know, live training slash workshop on digital marketing. And uh, if we do, we'll be sure to contact you because I know you got some great things to share. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. No, great. That. I
0: love to be part of that, Sean. And and if you get a chance, do look at milesbeckler.com. Beckler. I don't know this guy. I don't get, I mean, just that guy's been a huge influence to me. milesbeckler.com. He tells it like it is. And he, he and his wife have built a, a huge business on a of angel uh tutorials like you uh, you, you know the kind of uh, spiritual stuff on angels but they're getting uh, just huge And so he's successful he knows how to do it and he'll tell you the pro i just milesbagger.com, you uh, just can't beat that guy all right so okay Someone asked for sure all that's right that's it man okay uh, i just, okay. you know, just got to say and thanks for horse's mouth. I, for, if you're in a financial advisor, not subscribing to the horse's mouth and Elaine stuff. Um, I, I, I just think you need to, it's, I mean, for the social security thing, you know, that's a little bit more expensive than the Medicare, but the Medicare thing combine those, I mean, for 2,500 bucks a year, I'd be stunned if you didn't get 2,500 bucks a year value out of that. I, I just, I, I don't know how that could, I don't, unless you're not reading it. I mean, that's just a fact. So I love it.
1: All right. Thanks Josh uh, for talking with us. You guys, Sean, my pleasure, man. You've been listening to Josh Scanlon, an advisor from Alpharetta, Georgia, who's been telling us about what's working now for his business. My name is Sean Bailey, editor in chief at Horses Mouth. Thanks for listening.